Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
don't matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day, please take the time To tell someone that I love you is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry. Do you want to free yourself from the diseases that run in your family? How about those mood swings, body pains, and food sensitivities? Join us in Greensboro, North Carolina on Saturday, May 4, 2013 from 10 o'clock in the morning till 4 p.m at the Gateway University Joint School of Nanoscience and Nanoengineering to learn about the 12 steps to healthy longevity. For more information about this event, contact Symptometry of North Carolina at 336-456-9183 or look for information on the Symptometry.com website.
What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another symptometry night. That's right. Every fourth Tuesday of the month, it is symptometry night here at the newly remodeled, rejuvenated Coach K Radio, where we are a solution-based operation. That's right. We're not FCC approved or know all we're looking for. We are here to provide and produce solutions scientifically through what we know and through trial and measure, not trial and error, but trial and measure. And it is my plum pleasing pleasure to have all of you here once again on Tuesday night with me and a lot of people all around the world because, you know, for a person who likes to run their mouth. This is a dream come true. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what I need you all to do is stay relaxed. Take a nice, deep, calming breath. Exhale out the mouth. And give yourself a big round of applause. Yes, 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 yes. I just finished this. Very, very good meditation right before the show. And normally I meditate, but I don't meditate right before the show. And I'm just so happy that I did that, took time to nurture myself. And I would like to suggest that to everyone listening to the sound of my voice on the call live and the downloads is please try to dedicate about 10 to 20 minutes of quiet sitting each and every day just to let the world pass you by. You don't have to keep up with what the world is doing every day. Please, please, please remember that relaxation is the key. And that's also one of our sponsors tonight, www.relaxationisthekey.com. Well, oh, of course, you all heard the announcement. What do we have coming up on May the 4th? We have the Symposium in Greensboro, North Carolina. Woo! It's going to be a barn burner, and we're taking it right to their, right to their backs. Like we're going right into the laboratory. We're going to be at the Nano Center um, on Lee Street. I mean, right where the scientists. We're not doing it at a like at a bar or a lounge. We're going right where the scientists do the work at themselves, and we're going to be presenting our information, our discoveries, our uncoverings, our wisdom, and we invite each and every one of you who are listening to the show tonight, whether it's your first time listening or whether it's your 44th time listening, because I think this is our 44th show tonight, and you all are the reason for the season. So I thank each one of you, the new listeners and the listeners who have said they have not missed the show. They've caught all the downloads. Thank you so much for being a part and making this show such a success here at Coach K Radio with Symptometry. Um, if you need to acquire tickets or if you'd like more information, please go to symptometry.com, symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. There's a tab for tickets up on their upcoming events and so many different ways for you to acquire your tickets. Don't hesitate. Participate. Now, 
this show, of course, you know, if you've been listening or if you haven't been listening, I cannot do it by myself. And what I like to do is stack the deck. That's the technique I call it. You know, you ever watch a wrestling match and you say, oh, look at all those, look at The Rock and look at all these other people come out there and do what they do. Well, he knew that he would have to bring an all-star lineup to make sure that everyone was guaranteed to um, to have to have fun and to have the results that they came there for. Well, this is not a wrestling match. It's not staged, but we do have experts here that are going to deliver tonight. And for me, I cannot do this, like I said, by myself. I have to always bring in my most favorable co-host, my mentor, my brother from another mother, the leader, the director of the American School of Symptometry himself, uh, engineer, a life scientist, uh, and a symptometrist. He's just all that plus more. I want you all to put your hands together for my friend of yours, Dr. Charlie Rabbit. Dr. Abbott, how are you doing this evening? Very good, Coach. Thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate that. It feels good knowing that Centometry is back on the air tonight, and we really missed being on the original Native Radio. Uh, we always enjoy uh, your company and all your, your host, you hosting us, and we just want to let you know that um, it's really, really a, a great um collaboration that we have here with uh, with you on that. And being that you're such a advocate for symptometry and, and someone who's been there from, you know, from the beginning with us as we've been started, you know, gotten things started here in Greensboro and just spread the word throughout the, the South and the Southeast and down in Atlanta. And so the, uh, the feedback, everyone is excited and symptometry is steadily growing. Um, and it's actually really good to, to know that, you know, just in a couple of weeks here on May the 4th, we'll be at the uh, Gateway University Nanoscience and Nano Engineering facility there in Greensboro at uh, 2907 East Lee Street just off the uh, 4085 corridor, and that is a excellent uh, facility that they have there, um, state-of-the-art equipment that they have for doing research, and they have quite a few uh, uh, good, good things going on over there as far as research is concerned. So we're just really honored to be able to entertain people and to bring, bring people in to actually see what Centometry has to offer. And uh, we're looking forward to that day, and um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And the American School of Centometry is sponsoring this event, so we want to give a shout-out to the American School of Centometry and all the students there that are studying very hard to become centometrists themselves. So I just really want to give the students their their uh, due as as they move forward and educate others about what symptometry has to offer. 
And I know you got them over there working hard over there. I've been trying to get uh, Dr. Abbott to ease up on some of y'all. I've been hearing some of the stories from the students over there about his his uh, quote unquote drive for excellence. So I think that, uh, but he has uh, let me know that he refuses to get up off of y'all. So uh, <laughs> I just want to congratulate uh, all of the uh, current and future students and future symptometrists, the doctors that will be graduating from that school that will be out here saving the world and really making a difference um, for sticking and staying. You know, no dropouts, no cop-outs. It really, really, really um, does my heart feel, I mean, fills my heart with joy that people are saying and making the difference and making the change to say, I got to do this. So I'm really happy about that. Well, you know, that this goes to the example that Dr. Nardi has given us to follow. He, he's been a great model for excellence, and um, and that's what you know. Our cells, as you as you even talk about, Coach, what your cells have done for you. <laughs> you know, so those are great conversations when I hear you speaking about how your cells set up a certain type of situation in your life. And essentially that's what, what we need, you know, to produce the proper body and brain essentials so that our cells can be the, be the ones that, that that show us really what we are. Boy, 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 boy. I'm, I, I just might want to do a whole show on that one night, just about oh, yeah. this I, and I think it might be called, and it may be over some people's head, but some people may catch it, the cellular advantage of symptometry. As a matter of fact, I may not wait because I know tonight, <laughs> tonight's topic is um, is going to be a doozy. You know, we're going to be talking about ice. We're going to be talking about the Ooh. dangers of that people didn't know about. We're going to be talking about anemia, and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about stenosis. Some people didn't don't even know what that. Well, some of those, they know what ice is, but they don't know about stenosis, and they may not know what anemia is. And, well, like I said, tonight, please, everybody, buckle up your seatbelt, loosen up your shoes, take off your ties, get your pineapple juice ready, go ahead and get your mangoes peeled. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, I have another surprise for y'all again this this. This month. Oh, and we're gonna be on again next week too. I got that's that's my first surprise is we will be on next week with some question to ask question and answering and probably some other uh big topic that I may come up with in the next few days and may come out of this particular uh conversation tonight. But my second surprise is we are not alone tonight once again on the panel. We have another esteemed guest who is joining us, and her and I have had some candid talks today just to warm me up. Like, I knew the show was going to be good, but once our next guest, once her and I had had some conversations earlier today, I said, man, I'm going to see how can I roll all this up in to to this conversation tonight. So uh, I'd like for each one of you all to get on your feet, to put your hands together for my friend and yours, she is from a long list of healers. She is a fellow astrologer, even though she's in the Vedic system. She's a little more advanced than I am, and I love sitting at her feet. 
she's doing some great things in Greensboro, North Carolina, over at the Whiting Medical Center for Functional Medicine. She is one of my favorite people to talk to, and she is one of the funniest people that you will run into. Like, you just got to talk to her because her sense of humor is out of this world, but her scientific mind is something that I adore and I strive for myself as one of my ways of life. Please put your hands together for Dr. Elizabeth White. Thank you, Coach Kair. I kind of would like to echo the sentiments of Dr. Abbott. Um, thank you for um, providing this forum for some commentary to essentially um, help people to understand um, more about what it is. And um, I think from my perspective, uh, during the course of my own clinical practice over the last, I would count, almost 30 years, um, I think there's a, a big gap in terms of how people really understand um, the function of their body. And uh, symptometry, from my perspective, is bringing um, a better understanding so people can understand, yes, more, oh, that's why this happened, and oh, I get it, and oh, that's why that did this, and oh, you mean that I can do this and that. And I, I, just, I just see a lot of confusion. Um, and, and so I'm glad that symptometry is here to sort of clear up some of that confusion and explain uh, what what really has been left unexplained for a long time. Mm, well, I'm very, very, very happy that I got you in the house tonight to, uh, to assist me on this journey. And um, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Uh, I, I already had pre-screened a couple of people. Um, who already were, had called in probably about seven minutes before the show. I think they're even driving a truck. Like, like we have people, like, in the big 18-wheelers listening to us out on the highways. And, and to me, that touches my heart to know that some people have made that decision to listen in, you know, to find out what is symptometry. So um, as, as a precursor to moving into our subject tonight, Dr. Wynick, could you – Give me your scientific definition um, of symptometry and what it is that really attracted you to it, and what you and what you see going forward with symptometry as one of your tools for healing. Uh, symptometry, in its very basic definition, is called root cause therapeutic. Well, what does that mean? Um, and I think I'd like to explain that a little further by going into a little bit of the history of of medicine itself. And if we go back way into Greek and Roman times, um, it was known that there were three different types of medicine. There was something called antipathic medicine, and that basically means against the disease. Like if you had a headache, you would take something against the headache. If you had a fever, you would take something to counteract the fever. Or if you had diarrhea, you would take something to stop the diarrhea. So that's something against more the, more the symptom than the disease, really. 
And then there was another kind of medicine known by the word allopathos. And allopathos is um, medicine that's directed in a completely different way from the disease and actually affecting the part of the body that's most healthy. So things like taking cholesterol medicine for high cholesterol um, blocks an enzyme in the liver that's still working, for instance. Or taking a serotonin uptake re-inhibitor like Prozac or Zoloft or Paxil, which affects a working enzyme in the neurotransmitter pathways, is allopathic medicine. But it's not affecting the disease itself. And then the, the third um, type of medicine that was known in Greek and, and Roman times was homoese pathos. Homoese means like, and pathos means disease. And so when, a, when there is a homeopathic delivery of medicine, there is an affecting of the disease process and actually curing the disease process. So what symptometry has done is taken the principles of homoese pathos and expanded that using um, the additional benefit and, and knowledge of quantum physics and um, atomic energy and um, uh, the science of what's, what's known as chromatography, where we can actually break apart down to molecular, submolecular, and subatomic form every single substance that is in anything, whether it's a solid, whether it's a liquid, whether it's a gas. And so we can know scientifically the signature or the footprint of what is in everything, including the drugs we take, or whether it's homoleus pathos, like the disease, antipathos, which means against the disease, or allopathos, which means affecting actually a healthy part of the body. And so what attracted me to uh, symptometry when I first learned about it is that, wow, you know, we're really getting to the root cause of the disease. Uh, for a long time, I, I guess, was frustrated in my own practice because I knew that um, that was my objective ultimately as, as a physician. But I never had the... Um, basic science background of how to achieve that. So Dr. Nardi, um, with the principles that he has um, elucidated in his um, uh, teaching and his precepts, uh, is, is showing the way. We can actually get to the root cause of disease. And I think also for my practice and giving a perspective on things, If we are taking low modal, for instance, for diarrhea, that's an antipathic drug delivery that we're um, performing. But if we take um, Senna, for instance, to achieve a bowel movement, 
it's still anti-pathic medicine. Whether we're using natural forms of substances or not, we are either practicing antipathic or homeopathic or allopathic medicine, whether we're getting it from you know, a physician or not. And I think it's an important distinction to make that what we really want to do to live this disease-free life in optimal health is to get to the root cause. And, and that's part of what I feel is an important message of symptometry is to help people understand that if they're wanting to stop the diarrhea, for instance, or have a bowel movement just in a very simple way, or taking licorice for um, reflux or, you know, whatever it is that, that people medicate, try to medicate away something about how the body is working, they're not getting to the root cause of the problem. And it's, it's, I mean, that's one way to do it, certainly, and there's not a problem with it. It just, it just depends on what a person wants to achieve. And ultimately, the cells want to be performing optimally. They don't like not performing optimally. <laughs> that's why they tell us something is wrong. Um, it's just that they don't speak in words that the brain can actually comprehend, and it's very confusing. Um, and so we have to sort of find our way, but that's, that's the, the fantastic thing about, you know, the access to the actual scientific principles that we have, the basic science of um, microbiology, um, quantum physics, uh, gas, paper, liquid phase chromatography. We now can actually see the basic science in action, and then we can apply those principles um, deep inside the body um, using the codes that the cells speak in to then translate into getting them what they need. So um, that's fundamentally uh, uh, my definition of symptometry. Mm. Now... Now we're going to lead to some of our candid talk we had today. When, with with hearing all of that, with hearing that symptometry has combined and brought the best out of these things, and talking about subatomic particles and talk about root cause, and you know we got doctors saying my patients won't come back. That's what we want. We don't want repeat customers. This is not Jiffy Lube. You know I don't want my patient to come back. I want you to come in here, and I want to fix you or help you help you fix yourself if you're willing. And I don't want to see you again unless it's for some backgammon or something like that. Today we talked about why when people would hear all that, they would say, well, I haven't heard of it on the Internet, Dr. Wynick. You know, and, um, okay. and tonight I hear you all are going to talk about my iced tea. And you're going to talk about my iced water. And Kyrie wants you to talk about ice in my smoothie. Dr. Weinick, I love smoothies. It tastes so good. Oh, it tastes so good, Dr. Weinick. Why? Why do I have to change? Why can't I just let my taste buds run my diet, Dr. Weinick? What do you have to say when you hear these type of conversations, you know, about people not have heard of symptometry before, and then when we talk about their beloved ice? What do you have to say about that, Dr. Weinick? 
Well, I think I think um, everyone, myself included, gets into habitual ways of doing things that ultimately, on a superficial level, either taste good or feel good or um, you know give a sense of accomplishment or um, joy or you know whatever it is. Um, but there are things that are lasting and there are things that don't last. So when the cells are not being given what they need, ultimately, especially in relation to the ice, you know, that tastes so good and so cold and so refreshing, um, or the smoothie that gives me so much energy and tastes so good and this and that, I mean, ultimately there are consequences to everything we do. Um, Part of the difficulty with the body is that these consequences often take a while to show up. (laughs) So that, as an example, um, after uh, uh, after you have a few glasses of wine at a party some night, and you go home, you got a little bit woozy, and you wake up with a headache in the morning, you know, you take a couple aspirin and drink some water and it gets better and you go on your way. Um, and that's, you know, that might happen for a while until, you know, you get a little bit older and you're doing that and the headaches last longer, can't seem to take enough aspirin to get rid of it. So eventually the consequences of what we've been consuming or doing will catch up with us because the cells do keep score. Um, it's difficult, as I said, because it, because the cells are not speaking in words saying, you know, this headache is a signal and you better watch out because if you keep doing this, you know, it's going to be worse than a headache. <laughs> it's going to be memory loss and it's going to be Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, the cells aren't saying that. Um, but... I guess from the experience of those that have gone before us, like Dr. Nardi, and done the work and been in the trenches and helping to interpret these signals, you know, what, what I just say is that I'm offering you this choice. I can't, I can't make the choice for you, but I'm just offering you this as an option. Hey, let's look a little, let's look a little bit deeper at this. Let's look at more than what's involved in just that ice feeling cold and feeling refreshing. Um, you know, when you've woken up in the morning and you're getting ready for the day and, you, you know, you want a lot of kick to get out the door. So um, I think that, yes, I just offer another way to look at things beyond the superficial um, instant gratification sorts of things that are happening. <laughs> that makes a little young inquiring mind like mine say, if I get to the root cause, when I wake up in the morning, it should be natural for me to be energized. If the the reason for sleep is to rejuvenate, why should I need right. an extra boost or something in the morning? That's you know, exactly and, right. And yeah. for the me, I look at... Is, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. 
In fact, if someone's looking for that extra boost in the morning, it means that they're already suffering the consequences of, of not properly nourishing the cells to provide that energy. So I just wanted to add that. Mm. Well, let's talk about this ice. And I want you to go ahead because you know what we do when we get to the restaurant. They say, would you like some water? Would you like some water before? Yes, water with lemon. So I'd like for you to start, please. Uh, just give us just a little bit about what scientifically is happening with the ice cubes when they are dissolving in the water. And then let us know what type of cocktail we're creating when we add the lemon. Well, fundamentally, um, number one, water that has been chilled is um, going to have a higher concentration of dissolved carbon dioxide. And carbon dioxide that is dissolved in water, meaning it's now liquid in water versus a gas in water, uh, makes the water acidic. And then you chill the water even further and make it into an ice cube and further concentrate the amount of carbon dioxide in the water, creating more carbonic acid. Um, you just have more carbonic acid in the water. And the human body is designed for acid-based balance. The human body doesn't work when it's either too acidic or too basic. So when you're adding something that's too acidic, it means fundamentally that the body is going to be doing more work to bring the pH back to normal, um, which means there's lot of, lots of the cellular machinery having to gear up and turn on um, creating more heat, uh, more oxidative stress. Uh, people know this as free radicals, but generally free radicals is heat. Heat wears out an internal combustion engine like human beings are. They're, they're um, uh, warm-blooded, heat-producing. Excess acid, or excess anything, but for the sake of this discussion, excess acid in the ice cube creates more work for the body and ultimately wears the body down. The second thing that's involved um, with the ice is that it's cold. <laughs> We're warm-blooded animals. We function at a temperature of 98 degrees, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So when you drink ice water, you know what happens when you put your hands in in ice water, they turn white. It's, if you're drinking the ice water, putting it in your stomach, what do you think happens to the blood vessels in your stomach when the ice is sitting in your blood vessels? I mean, sorry, sitting in your stomach. The blood vessels in the stomach contract. When those blood vessels are contracted, there isn't blood flow to the stomach cells. You can't produce hydrochloric acid, which then doesn't turn on the digestive enzymes in the pancreas. 
uh, it inhibits the uh, enzymes in the intestinal tract. So you set up from the very beginning a system that's compromised because you've added excess acid and you've act, act, added a very cold temperature, which prevents blood flow from getting to your, in, in, for your, from your, to your intestinal tract. And the system is designed to work, as I said, at a, at a neutral pH, not too acidic, not too basic, not too alkaline, and it's also designed to work at a temperature that's just right. <laughs> I tell my patients, kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Hairs, you know, not too hot, not too cold, but just right. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to bring the food in at the same temperature that we are. And we want to bring the food in at the same pH that we are. So then the rest of the question, you add in the lemon juice, which tastes good. And, and uh, as Dr. Nardi says you know, many times, this is, this is just kind of thinking beyond uh, the cultural mindset of, well, you know, let's put some lemon juice or some lime juice in the water. Let's add the essence of strawberry or, you know, that really tastes good. Well, the difficulty is then when you're adding citric acid, from the lemon juice, which is another acid load. The citric acid, in addition to being acidic, is what's called a chelating agent. Um, what does that mean? A chelating agent binds minerals. Minerals are absolutely required in the cell for the cells to make everything they make, hormones, neurotransmitters, binding proteins, I call them semi-trailer trucks, neurotransmitters. If you don't have minerals in your cells, the cells don't work. And if you're eating things that have citric acid in them, whether it's natural citric acid from citrus fruits um, or citric acid that has been uh, manufactured in the lab, you're binding the minerals that prevent your cells from working. And, yeah, meal after meal for a while tastes really good, but when you're 60 and 70 years old and you don't have any teeth or your bone density starts to decrease, that's the difficulty that I see a lot in my practice is that it takes a long time for the cells to ultimately reveal a problem that was happening for a long time at the cellular level. So, um, you know, getting back to what I said already, uh, we can only talk about the science and just just enlighten people as to what else might be going on <laughs> that we can't see. I mean, we can't see these things. We can't see citric acid in a lemon. You know, we can't see carbonic acid in ice cubes. But we can observe the effects of them. And through the observation and the study of the science, then we can say, hey, do we really want to be demineralizing our bones? Do we really want to be de demineralizing ourselves? Is this what I really want? And then you choose. What is it you want? 
So ultimately, that's 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 the presentation. Mm, 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 mm. Where's my where's my sound effects at? You know how I have to do sometimes. It's awesome, baby. And the hits and the hits just keep on coming. I just want to just do my basic, uh, you know, as the host of the show. I look at a lot of what Dr. Wynick has shared with us so beautifully tonight as sometimes we mistake our bodies as cars, you know, like we can just get another one. And we spend a lot of time putting the wrong things in our mouths, which is similar to driving with the parking brake on uphill with bricks in the trunk wondering why am I getting such bad gas mileage. I wonder why my gas mileage is so bad. We have to do the we have to do the investigation. We have to look at what's uh not commonly seen and some things that are small changes. It doesn't take much to take off the parking brake. You know, it doesn't take much to empty out the trunk. You know, and I think a lot of I must have to thought I used to call it cultural eating, but soon I think I'm gonna have to thought label it egotistical eating because it's some type of way that we here in America think that since this is the land of the home, land of the free and home of the brave, I can just put anything in my mouth. Well, I wouldn't su- keep suggesting that to people, and I'd like to ask them to please start consulting a scientist. Please uh, get in contact with Dr. Weiner. Get in contact with Dr. Abbott. Get in contact with Dr. Nardi. Talk to someone who can give you proof, scientific data not just internet jargon or popular television. Ooh, what a terrible source of health care, Dr. Weinick, popular television. <laughs> well, I think some of it is, too, that, 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 that people generally want to know. They, they generally want to be informed, and there's certainly a lot of information out there. Um, but... Um, from my perspective, the information has really been on a superficial level. Um, it's the superficial looking at the, you know, the whole food in its simple form and not really looking deeper into what, what we can't see. You know, as a small example, you, know, you buy strawberries at a, a grocery store. They look really nice. They're red and plump and juicy. And you don't know what strawberries were thrown out in the back because they had mold all over them. You take those strawberries home, maybe you, you know, maybe you eat them, maybe you eat half of them, and they, you know, mm, they taste really good. Forgot them in your refrigerator, and four days later you come back, and what's all over those strawberries? You know, greenish, whitish mold. That mold was there when you bought them and you ate them. You just couldn't see it. It took the four or the five days, even in refrigeration, for the mold to grow a large enough culture for them to see. So this stuff is hidden. But I try to, in my own, you know, the way I explain it is to let's just, let's think about this. (laughs) Let's just take some more steps and think more deeply about this. Now, where did that mold come from that was on the strawberries or the blueberries? It was there when you bought the food, when you take the food and pick it, when you take the fruit off the vine 
you've disconnected it from its life force, it's dead. And dead organic matter breeds molds and worms and pests. You know, we just can't see these things. But there it is. Wee! My, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Once again, I can definitely leave it up to Dr. Wine. The hits just keep on coming. Let me get over here and bring in another another, another teammate. Because we right here, we believe that teamwork makes the dream work. Without further ado, I'd like for each one of you to put your hands together. So my friend and yours, the founder of Symptometry, Dr. Maxwell Marty. Dr. Nardi, how you doing this evening? Welcome to the show. Hello, Dr. Nardi. Dr. Nardi, are you there? All right. We may be having some technical difficulties. That's okay. Uh, while we're waiting on Dr. Nardi to come on, yes, I'm going to check. Okay. Uh, Dr. Abbott. You have yes. uh, just you have just seen an exhibition of let me pull some rocket fuel on this fire by Doctor Weiner. Did you? Did yes, you yes, it's excellent. <laughs> it's an excellent explanation of that. Absolutely. Wee! I, I know some people over here. I mean, is it okay if everybody just walks over to the refrigerator now and gets their lemons and? Take them over to the Goodwill store, or uh, 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 put 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 some down the uh, disposal. I mean, Just I gotta ask the question. You have for pitching practice or something? <laughs> you know, it's baseball season. Go ahead, go ahead and use them for pitching practice. You know, unless you have the lines, and then of course, then our female listeners they need to know how to use those as well. But um, for the for the most part, especially lemons and and as Dr. Weinick spoke of. Earlier, the 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 berries, the fruit that everyone just absolutely loves this time of year, strawberries and blueberries, and you know uh, those things are have lots of mold. And you know the thing about mold is it it's everywhere. <laughs> you know that's like the first thing that eats on on this earth, and um, you know that's what they they do. And and wherever they can find a a place to take up residence, they will do it. Mm. Yeah, so you know they they, deco- they 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 decompose things. They're they're big decomposers. They, that's what they do. Mm. Well, as I'm getting ready to bring Doctor Nardi back on and let him jump in on the mold and the ice and the lemons and the scientific proof, I do want to remind everyone that if you go visit. Symptometry.com, you will be able to receive a preview of Dr. Nardi's new book that will be released in Greensboro on May the 4th, The Path to Optimal Women's Health. The Path to Optimal Women's Health, How to Prevent and Overcome Every Issue in Female Health. I think you get about 25 pages of that of that dissertation. But tonight, if you go to Symptometry Books, dot com 
excuse me, you can pre-order your copy tonight. Please go over to symptometrybooks.com. You'll see the you'll see the the flyer for the symposium, the 12 steps to healthy longevity coming up in Greensboro, 2907 East Lee Street. And you'll also see you can just click that flyer for for uh, ticket information, and then you can scroll down and you'll see the new path of optimal wellness health, Dr. Nardi's new book, How to Prevent and Overcome Every Issue in Female Health. Please pre-order today. Don't hesitate. Go ahead and jump on it immediately. Let me get back over here and see uh, what these gases, planets have. Um, are, are, are they, are they going to let me bring Dr. Nardi back on right now? Good. Dr. Nardi, I don't know if I gave you too much applause yes. or too much of a fanfare earlier. You, uh, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, thank you very much. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir, loud and clear. Oh, good, good. Thank you very much. Uh, I was sitting here and enjoying the show, and Dr. Wanex Expose, Dr. Abbott also, and all that, and uh, I think it's now time for me to go uh, to take a vacation. So I am very happy with what I heard. <laughs> very, very happy with what I heard, and honestly, I'm very happy. Uh, um, I think yes. tomorrow. I think I think tomorrow um, the travel office will have to get me a cruise. I think to Alaska or somewhere so that I will relax <laughs> a little bit. How many days are you gonna be gone? Twenty-four hours, twelve hours. I didn't hear you, Doctor Abbott. What'd you say? I said his sales won't allow him to stay on vacation that long. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Dr. Nardi, you have already yeah. heard uh, the beginning of the show tonight. Uh, we've been talking about ice, and I wanted you to come in, and you can. I wanted you to add on, but I wanted you to link it and bridge us over to how the ice and the carbonic acid and the cocktails lead us to anemia as well as stenosis. And please give our listeners who are new to the show or maybe new to science who have not heard of the word anemia or stenosis, please give them a very basic and uh, well-rounded observation and scientific breakdown of these two diseases and how ice in our water contributes to these two problems. Um, the first time I learned about the dangers of ice was from my mentor, Dr. Robert Stein, the first Cook County examiner in uh, Chicago. This man liked me so much because uh, he helped to set up um, the pathology department at Kolebu Hospital in Ghana. And uh, he, was warmly, he was warmly welcomed there, and he liked Ghanaian so much. And when he heard that uh, I was doing uh, scientific research, and then um, and I, he knew that, he got to know that I was a Ghanaian, he took me under, uh, under his wing, and he said, no, um, if you want to know more, about pathology, give me a call. And I gave him a call. 
and he gave me special pass to come with him. Oh man, that was my first time of seeing so many dead bodies. And uh, how he invited, he asked me to be present at uh, at uh, uh, at his side, and he was cutting open all these people, all these uh, uh, corpses, and he gave me a first-hand class, first-class, first-class lesson and first-hand information on what happens. Autopsy means see with your own eyes. And this man showed me something that helped me to strengthen the teachings on root cause therapeutics. For the first time, I saw what cirrhosis of the liver means. The, the capsule, the capsule that encases the liver is totally dry and as hard as leather. He was the one who showed me what Capillary anemia means. I have the Dolan's Medical Dictionary. Even there, my authority on medical terminology, capillary anemia does not exist. I learned it from the late Dr. Robert Stein. You go to the kidneys, nothing. And these were people who had dry kidneys even before they died. Dried liver before they died. You went on to the heart. The heart, I did not, I thought that the heart that pumps blood will never be anemic. No, 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 no. The pericardium, the outer cover of the heart was completely dry. Okay. These were people who had died about uh, six weeks ago. What about those who were just brought in? Fresh, 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 fresh. Who were just brought in? He did the autopsy. He performed the autopsy, and the image, the picture, was no different. This was where I learned a lot about capillary anemia. The capillaries are the smallest blood vessels. In the human body, they nourish, they, they circulate nutrients to all our internal organs. And if these capillaries shut down, you can take all your vitamins, you can do whatever you want to do, you can take your herbs, you can do your chiropractic, you can do your acupuncture, the organ will be dead. So what do I have to do in order to help people to prevent capillary anemia? The first thought was ice water, especially ice cubes dropped in water, as Dr. Wanek explained earlier. This is terrible. 
what does ice water do? It raises the level of carbon dioxide, and this is what happens. Raised level of carbon dioxide plus low level of hydrogen and low level of oxygen, of, uh, of oxygen equals cooler temperature. This is how the refrigerator cools our items. In the freezer, the level of carbon dioxide is higher. Inside, in the middle part where the shelves are, the level of carbon dioxide is lower. Then in the crisper, the, that is where the level of carbon dioxide is lowest. So, if you want to drink cool water, not ice water, you put it in the crisper. If you want to raise, the, if you want to lower the temperature a little bit, a little bit more, you, you replace it in the middle of the refrigerator. If you want to freeze, if you, if you want it to freeze, you place it in the freezer. In our house, we don't have what you call that uh, uh, those uh, uh, metallic cases or plastic cases where uh, that that makes ice cubes. Uh, what do you call it? Ice cube tray? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ice cube tray. That, that's right. Very simple word. Ice cube tray. We don't have it in our in our in our in our in our freezer. We don't have it. Because we don't need it. Don't use ice water. Don't add ice cube to your drink. Don't add ice cube to your water. Even when the weather is very, very hot. Don't do it. I had um, a gentleman who had a fracture, and he placed ice cube on the spot. The spot swore. I mean, I mean, I mean, the the, the spot the spot became swollen. He asked me what happened. I told him that what he did was he reduced the surface area of the fracture. By reducing the surface area of the fracture, there were fewer chemical reactions that took place. As a result, fewer body essentials were produced. As a result, he will not heal in this manner. The healing process will be delayed. And as the healing process is delayed, fluid, there will be a lot of fluid that will build up, that will accumulate. And this is what will cause the swelling. We have many football players who are injured, and what do you see? They they do some cold application with ice cube. Then, three years later, 
they wonder why that area was re-injured. Well, they studied sports medicine. I don't know the kind of sports medicine they studied. If you study basic physics, you will know that lower temperature constricts the vessels and reduces the surface area for biochemical reactions. Don't do that. Do, use the opposite. If you have a problem, you drink, you drink white tea. What is white tea? White tea is water that was boiled and was allowed to cool down a little bit so that you can sip it. This will raise the temperature in the area where you were hurt. As a result, salt that calcified in that area will begin to dissolve. And salt is very important for healing. That's why there is salt in our blood. There is salt in our mucous membrane. There is salt in our sweat. There is a reason that God placed salt there. But because the temperature was too low, it calcified. So you drink white tea by allowing this salt to dissolve the inflammation will begin to go down. The pain will be, become less severe. Then you add your carbon nitrate, then you add your tarax, who that also has a special kind of calcium, and healing will take place. This is how it is done. Always remember, to have a cold weather, there should be more carbon dioxide, less oxygen, and less hydrogen. People always wondered, and I never had this answer until I started studying basic physics. Africa is a hot planet. I mean, it's a hot area, and around the equator, it's very hot. But on Mount Kilimanjaro, the highest peak in Africa, there is always snow up there. It is a snow-capped mountain. Why? It's because there is more carbon dioxide, less oxygen, and less hydrogen in that area. So let us use, let us apply this basic science to human physiology, the human body. We talk about stenosis, narrowing of the blood vessels. When the temperature drops in the human body, you will have narrowing of blood vessels. This is going to reduce the amount of blood that flows to the target tissues. And once you have a reduction in blood flow, you are going to have delayed healing. The surface area there is going to be reduced. Heat expands the tissue. By expanding tissue, you are increasing the surface, the surface area. By increasing the surface area, you are going to have more biochemical reactions and body essentials will be produced. 
This is how you heal. Don't drink coffee. Oh, I drink coffee because I feel cold. It's not necessary for you to drink coffee. It's not necessary for you to drink tea. Drink what is called white tea. Hot water that was allowed to cool down a little bit, and then you begin to sip it. That's how it is done. Don't drink uh, lukewarm water. Lukewarm water. Lukewarm water. Um, the temperature in lukewarm water is not high enough. Allow the water to boil, then let it cool down a little bit, and then you begin to sip it. This is white tea. I would like to pause here if you have any questions before I move on to something else. Give me that formula one time again for the white tea, Dr. Norton. The formula for white tea is you allow the water to boil. Then you let it cool and be feeling the temperature. When it's a bit hot and it is not so hot that it's going to burn your, your, your tongue, you begin to sip it. This will help to increase the surface area in the, in the, in the tissue that needs healing. That's mm. how you do it. It increases the surface area because expansion is taking place. Heat expands the area. It stretches the area. Mm. So, so this, this, is, this, is, this is white tea. You know, it is white. Well, uh, I would not like to give the name of the person who, 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 who named it white tea, but it's called white tea because when she was doing she was doing it in a white teacup and uh it looks white so that's why she dubbed it white tea but it has nothing to do with tea it has nothing to do with coffee it's just because the colorless water had uh, almost a whitish color so that's why she dubbed it white tea now some people may call that distilled water Dr. Narty, and they may say, well, I can, I can just drink some distilled water. What's the difference between drinking this white tea and drinking distilled water? Okay, in distilled water, in distilled water, you have covered, in distilled water, you have covered the water. And the steam and the, the water that you are gathering is coming from the steam, from the vapor that has turned into water and that you are collecting on the other end. That is how distilled water is produced. So this is totally different. Here you have not covered it. It's wide open. And you see the vapor, you know, rising. And you just keep feeling it, feeling it, and feeling it. And when you feel that it will not burn your tongue, that's when you begin to sip it. That's very important for people who suffer from inflammation. It's very important for people who have chronic pain. And before you take your carbon 98, do some white tea. Before you take your tarax, do some white tea. You will see that your inflammation will go down faster than you had thought, than you had expected. Many women suffer from pelvic inflammatory diseases. People suffer from diabetic colitis. Do some white tea first. 
Many people mm. suffer from sciatica. Sciatica is very painful. Lower back pain, you know, pain in the middle of the back and all that. Do some YT. What we do in symptometry is we keep doing research and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. There is, that's why there is no end in symptometry. No end. We will keep doing research for the next 10,000 years and see there will be more research to be done. <laughs> I love it. For those who have questions, comments, or feedback tonight, phone number is 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. Uh, first call I have on the line, your phone number is 954. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from tonight, please? Yes, this is Jason Thompson. I'm calling from Fort Lauderdale. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, fine. Hey, okay. Um, first of all, I want to say it's good to hear you again. I was listening um, sometime last year until straight on until you went off the air, and I'm glad to hear you guys back. And I also applaud you for the success. I, I was looking at the Internet, and I think they were saying that you had the um, largest audience on Blog Talk Radio the first time, the first night that you opened up. I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. Yes, I definitely applaud you on that. Um, the question I have um, concerning the the white tea. Um, first of all, my mother, and then I've also met several of, several other people um, in time that that drink hot water like every day religiously, as you know, as just a diet as just a dietary measure, and they say it improves their health greatly. Um, can can you probably speak about the other um positive positive causes of drinking hot water on on a regular basis you see, no, yeah, 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 yeah you see you know it's it's more scientific to call it uh, white tea but if you say hot water you know you know some people who have been burned before you are going to put them off you know <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Is uh, don't, don't do that. People have been scalded and all that, and now here you are here you are mentioning uh, hot water. That's terrible. Hot water. You know, so. <laughs> okay, white tea, white tea. But you see, exactly, exactly. It's a white tea. <laughs> That's correct. And you see, um, these are you know some of some of our some of our grandmothers, they did very well, but they could not explain it scientifically, and as a result, you know. Uh, 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 some scientists, you know, dismiss their work or dismiss their observations and dismiss their practices as folklore. Oh, this is folklore. Oh, this is folklore. But when you study the science behind it, you see that it's not folklore. When I was studying naturopathy, when I was studying naturopathy, I always asked my, my professor, what is the rationale behind hydrotherapy? Oh, you go and swim. Uh, go and go and swim in a swimming pool. Uh, uh, swimming water is good for you. What is what is the science behind it? They could not explain. They could not explain. And finally, I found the explanation by studying physics. So, I I could I could talk and talk and talk without mentioning the word physics. But it is physics and chemistry, basic physics and chemistry that I'm using to make all these changes 
in therapeutics. So uh, your grandmother had been increasing the surface area throughout their body. This is what your grandmother has been doing. And by doing so, she was healthier or they were healthier because they were producing more body essentials and brain essentials. Unfortunately, they will keep doing it until, the point where, until, until they will reach a point where they will not be able to have the raw materials to supply to their body in order to continue to produce the body essentials. This is how oh, they will reach a this time they will reach a dead end. Oh, that's not good. So, so what you do what you do is you do your you do your white tea and you call symptometry. You've heard of Dr. Wanek, you've heard of Dr. Abbott, call symptometry, they will supply you the carbon ninety eight or they will supply you uh carbon ATBX or they supply you tarax. For those who have inflammations and pain and all that, you know, the the pain the pain industry is making billions of dollars off you just because you are you are not knowledgeable. You don't know anything about how the human body works. <laughs> See, they are taking advantage of you. We say enough is enough. We want you to be scientifically enlightened so that so that you are healthy. And when people are healthy, they will not. They will not go and blow up people at the at the Boston Marathon. They will not do that. It is it is very. I mean, how much does it cost to to prepare white tea? Tell me, please, please tell me. How much does it cost? Does it cost five dollars? <laughs> it's. I think that's a pretty much a very economical choice. <laughs> yeah. All right, big brother. I do appreciate but, 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 you calling but you, in. But you know, you know. But the most important thing we do want to say about this is that not to run it from the faucet, but actually that's it, yeah. because of the, the the tungsten that comes out of the faucet, which yeah. So you boil it, yeah. Always boil yeah. the water. Absolutely. I do got another caller on the line before I want the Dr. Nardi to get to the anemia. We do have uh, 11 minutes left. Everybody, please start calling in, 347-205-9089. If you do have a comment or question or feedback concerning the uh, the ICE uh, topic and what has been covered so far, please press 1. Caller from the 614-301. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for calling Coach K Radio on some time at your night. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Andrea calling from Columbus, Ohio. I just spoke with Dr. Gnarly not too long ago. I had another question. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Andrea, Andrea, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, have you heard of hydrogen drops? That you can put in your water or hydrogen or food grade hydrogen peroxide, I think it is, eight percent or thirty five percent that you can put in your water to help oxygenate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Andrea. Um, I would never recommend that people you put hydrogen peroxide in their water just to increase the amount of oxygen in the in, in the water. I would not recommend it because hydrogen peroxide uh, is uh, is alkaline. 
Okay. Hydrogen peroxide is alkaline. And depending on the amount of alkalinity in it, depending on the pH of the hydrogen peroxide that you bought, um, you are going to make your blood too alkaline. Now, if you are going to drink it, don't forget that it's going to pass through the mouth. And then the mouth is acidic. And if you are introducing something alkaline in your mouth, you know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. you, you sooner or later, you begin to have a tiny, tiny ulcers on your gum, tiny, tiny ulcers on your tongue, and then you'll be wondering where these ulcers are coming from. They are coming from what you have been doing. That's why even I ask people not not to, to rinse their mouth with uh, hydrogen peroxide, even if it is diluted. I don't recommend it at all because it's alkaline. Okay. All right? And just to add right. to that as well, um, that's an example of not treating the root cause of the problem. We have to look at why is the oxygen in the blood not adequate? Because okay. adding hydrogen peroxide to the water will not increase the oxygen um, to tissues that are not getting any blood flow. Okay, okay. Thank you for the information and keep doing what you good what you guys are doing. You're excellent. All right, thank you, thank you. Peace. It's awesome, baby. Next caller we have is from the seven one eight six five zero. Your mic is wide open. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Please hollers everyone tonight. Dr. Dante, Dr. Wanette, Dr. Avi, Coach Kaye, this is Brother Cherokee Polar from the Bronx. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. How are you, Dr. Cherokee? Oh, fine, 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 thank you. I haven't spoken with you in a while. I have to get back on my dean. Um, I was calling because you were talking about the ice. Um, I'm not a too big of a fan of ice myself. I don't know why. Maybe that's why. You know, just naturally I like either room temperature water or just mm-hmm. chilled water. You know, it doesn't have to be cold like that. Um, but my um, my first question, pardon me, was about ice cream. Because I know, you know, along with the ice, a lot of people are crazy about the ice cream. I know up here in New York, you know, it's, it's reaching hot now. And you got these these ice cream trucks that drive me crazy, you know, with the chimes. <laughs> you know, they go on and on and on. And you got these kids who are in the street and all of that. So, you know, if you could um, expound on that. And um, <laughs> pardon me. Dr. Nancy, I wanted to ask you. You, you yourself personally, how many times a week or a month or in a month do you consume, do you consume flesh? I know what types of flesh are good for you, but how many times do you consume flesh in a week or in a month? Okay, flesh, F-L-E-S-H? Yes, flesh. Oh, no, my flesh-consuming days are Mondays, Wednesdays, Friday. All right, all right, I got you. Yeah, and, and then uh, and my that, and my my fish consuming this anyway. I will not volunteer information because you didn't ask me to 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 to, to, to give you some more. So that I will stop right there. No, no. I mean, whether it's fish or whether it's um something like goat or lamb, um, 
we could discuss that on another day, but I was just generally wanted to know, you know, just flesh in general, not not specifically we could get into that, you know. Oh, good. There okay, time. yeah, yeah. Um, basically, basically, um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, these are, these are my ham iron days, and uh, um, if, I have, if I have lamb, fine. If I have goat meat, fine. I wish I could have moose. But maybe in the future, that's why I said I want to take a cruise to Alaska and see if I can eat some moose once in a while. Oh. But uh, oh. yeah, because uh, because 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 moose moose uh, moose has uh, the the richest amount of hemp iron, and uh, you oh. know don't 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 forget that moose moose unlike unlike goat and uh, unlike unlike goats and sheep moose oh. feed moose moose feed on uh, plants that grow in the in the streams, in the river, you know. Mm. So uh, oh yes, and, yes. And, and while you're while you're on that subject with the moose, you know, in Canada and specifically a region like Minnesota, I know a while back, <laughs> um, I and others I asked you about the wild rice, which is the seed, if I'm not mistaken, of the leek. Um, mm -hmm. have you had a chance yet? <laughs> to do any testing on that? Too. Yes, no, yeah, no. The, the wild, the wild rice. Yeah, the, no, we did it, but it has too much oil. That's my problem. It has too much saturated oh. oil. Yes, oh. and then the amount of molybdenum too is too high. So oh. you know, molybdenum. Yes, yes, no. So um, uh, we have to find something that uh, over well, over eighty percent of humans can consume without problem, without having a problem. You know. All right, so if the Basmati rice basically is 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 what we need to be on. Well, you see, I, I would that that is what I would recommend because yeah. of because I told you because of the amount, amount of nitrogen and the small yeah. amount of starch and the small amount of oil and the small yeah. amount of sugar. You know, all these yeah. are the all these are the technical points that weigh in in favor of Basmati white rice long grain. Got you. Got you. Now, um, the, 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 uh, that, those were basically the questions I had, and I just wanted to leave it on the ice cream, which is okay, more ice cream, the, uh, as subject. As, yes, as far as, as far as ice cream is concerned, as far as ice cream is concerned, one thing I don't like about ice cream is, you know, um, you know I, have, I have one big weakness. You know, uh, my weakness uh -huh. is, the, is, my, is my mucous membrane. You see? Uh -huh. And and that's why I always protect I always protect my mucous membrane. And uh, if uh -huh. if I'm, I'm a, if I'm if my immune system is is going down, I know it always starts in the mucous membrane. So mm -hmm. I always put I always protect it. So I know what to avoid in order to have a strong immune system and uh, mm -hmm. a strong uh, mucous membrane. You know, I know what mm -hmm. to avoid. Ice cream is one of them. You know. Oil of wintergreen in ice cream, you know. Uh -huh. Oil of wintergreen in ice cream is very, very uh, 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 damaging to, uh, to to the mucous membrane, especially to the to the, to the lining of the nasal passage, you know. And uh, if if you ha if you suffer from sinusitis or you suffer from sinusitis before, uh, you have to be very careful not to do that because. This is going to increase the the the, the amount uh, the the amount of cells that break down and DNA that breaks down, and then you begin to blow green mucus. If you begin oh. to blow green green mucus, it shows that your level of gout is too high. Your wow. level of gout is too high. That's not good. Wow. You are losing wow. too much DNA. You are losing too much DNA. 
Dr. Nazi is um um Hold on Cherokee. Question. Hold on Cherokee. I'm Hold sorry. on Cherokee. I got I got I got I got I got three other people coming on. We only got three more minutes before the after party. Still has to get to the anemia. So All right, um, sorry, brother. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to touch base. I'll give you with a call, Dr. Nazi. Okay, all right, okay. Thanks, Coach Fellier. All right, no problem. Thank you. Uh, let me get one more call up. We do have two more minutes on the show, one minute and 52 seconds. Okay, I'll, I'll be brief, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, that's before we go to the after party, so I need people no, to oh, okay. call in and press one. I just want to make sure everybody who is listening in on the chat room uh, calls in now because in two minutes, if you're on the phone, you can still hear it, but if you're on the computer streaming live, you won't be able to. And we will have to be out of here by 10 o'clock because – Coach Kair is now studying trading on the Forex market and international currencies. So I have a class that I have to attend to manage some more, uh, some lucrative funds this evening. So let me get to the next caller, 216-314. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, this is Tammy, and I am calling from North Carolina. Who are you? We don't know. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> It's awesome, baby. Yeah. Um, hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, hello, I had a hello, question hello. off, pretty much off of what you were talking about. And you may have said it earlier, the white tea, um, is it better to take it in the morning or in the evening or does it matter? One thing I would advise you to to do is uh, it's good for you to take the white tea in the morning because you – you you woke up you just woke up and uh, 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 you need you, you know you are not transitioning from low metabolism to fast and uh, slow metabolism to fast metabolism and you need a white tea early in the morning to to to, to speed up the process and healing also so I would prefer I would recommend that you do that in the morning just a just a cup of in- water. Yes, just a cup of water. You know, I, well, typical human beings now people want to drink three cups of three cups of water, four cups of water, no, just, <laughs> just one. <laughs> just, okay, just, and then the other. Okay, then the other thing is along those same lines. So popsicles. No, no, okay. uh, please, please, please let, let me let me add a word of caution here. There are okay. people who suffer from um, overheating, hot flashes. Uh, please, I would not recommend that such individuals do. Uh, and white tea until mm-hmm. until their condition has been resol- uh, uh, has been solved. Okay. Okay, good to know. Um, the other question, real quick, was popsicles. I know a lot of times is that the same thing because they are frozen water uh, and that's, the whole body temperature and the carbon dioxide. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't recommend it. Uh, they, they they have they they have different different names all kinds of fancy fancy names so that to, so that they take your mind away from the from from from, from the from from the from the core issue. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, that is part of the ice cube family. Okay, okay. So the fr- fruit that's frozen and things like that. Um, I know the big thing is because you can't get your fresh fruit in particular locales. A lot of people will get frozen fruit from. Um, their local chains of stores, so no frozen fruit either. I'm just clarifying well, that. Well, fr- fr- frozen fruit allow it to thaw, allow allow it to thaw, and if if you cannot eat it honestly, I will not recommend it. 
I mean, why do you have to buy frozen fruit when you can? Nowadays, please patronize them. These organic farmers, please patronize them. Look for where they, they, they are selling organic foods, organic fruits and all that. Look for these places and drive the 20 miles to go and buy it and patronize them, please. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Tammy, for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Next caller from the 313-229. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace. This is Lena calling from Detroit. Oh, yes, Lena. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a quick question. I came in um, late when I saw the photo with the ice, water, and lemon, because that is a beverage that I used to drink on a regular basis. Um, (laughs) I had a question, which I did stop. (laughs) Good, 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 good. It wasn't because anyone told me. It's just I remember my stomach, um, when I would drink the ice water and lemon water, my stomach would become very bloated. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't really totally understand the science with it. I was just like, okay, my body's telling me this isn't cool, so I just stopped doing it. Um, I did have a question about with the white tea. Should that always just be plain? Should we avoid putting anything in our water as far Please. as lemon or anything else? I don't know. I don't know whether Doctor Wanek or Doctor Abbott will come in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it should just be plain water. Um, there shouldn't be anything added to it. You just want to boil to, to bring the water to uh, boiling and then let it cool down to a temperature at which you can then sip it to drink. Just mm-hmm. plain water. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, man, she asked my question, too, because I definitely was going to be like, can I put some Simto honey in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm doing better. I said I'm getting all chocolate this week, so I'm going to lay back on the Simto honey. <laughs> Next caller from the 404-287. Your mic is wide open. Thanks for joining the show tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Calling from Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Valora. How are you guys tonight? Oh, fine, fine. Okay. I just Yay, wanted to get <laughs> I wanted to give kudos because I'm very grateful to um one have met Coach Kyer and I'm getting the educated education that's much needed. And I am a popsicle addict that's um <laughs> slowly <laughs> getting off and getting reformed. <laughs> so I'm really trying hard. It's really hard, but I'm I'm getting better at it. But I want my main question was if I've been doing this for years, have I caused like massive damage and is there no return from that? I can I'll I'll jump in on that one. I mean the cool thing about this is that the cells know how to heal and they will respond, you know, unless they're too far gone. Um, they will respond with proper nourishment and they will heal. So they they know how to heal and and the damage can be corrected unless unless the organ systems are so far gone that they won't. Glad to hear you're in that place yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it, honestly, Uh, and I'm embarrassed to say I used to do a box of 12 a day. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> That's why I asked that question. But um, now I probably do a 
about three a week. Not three boxes, just three popsicles. Yeah, that's right. That that you put in transition, so that's fine. Yeah. And and the other thing that I've noticed is that even though it seems, you know, like I said earlier, we get into these habits of eating things that taste good and are comforting in some sort of way, but if we make the choice to do something different and, and in response to what the cells actually need, then we look back mm-hmm. on that and say, why did I ever do this? You know, I, I don't even want that. It's not even a thought in my right. mind anymore. So it's the cells will will guide you in a different way as you start to, to nourish them in a different way. Okay. And I definitely appreciate all of you guys. And um, definitely I'm, I'm in the right path as far as my um, nutrition, but that's, that's the one thing i got to let go. <laughs> So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, uh, Doctor Nardi, while you were talking, I did go over there and do some research. I try to do my, uh, you, know, you know how I am with my happy yes, fingers. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have found <clears throat> some grand premium meat, uh, elkusa.com. They have the elk meat and the buffalo meat and the goat meat. Good. So I will uh I will send you that link uh so you can um you know, so you can try that out. So you can take a short vacation and let your sales get back to work. <laughs> okay. All right. My next caller is caller from the nine five four three four eight. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, peace. This is Jason again. Um, I was just calling because I got disconnected and I, I never got to hear the um, fullness of Dr. Nardi's answer. But um, I think my question was basically answered by the other callers that also asked similar questions. You know, I was just I was just um, gonna ask if that white tea should be taken in moderation. You know, along along with the particulars that you said they need to call symptometry for if they're dealing with that white tea. Oh. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know what you mean by moderation because so if a person has been thinking about four cups, then maybe moderation means one. Well, I, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, I heard you. I heard you tell tell the other caller that one cup is enough. And like I That's said, correct. I know people that I know people that drink about way more than eight ounces. I think about sixteen to even over sixteen ounces every morning when they wake up. No, 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 no. Straight Those out people... of a thermos. No, no, those people have to call a symptometrist. We are dead. We, there are three symptometrists now. Oh, those people have to call a symptometrist. Um, uh, they, they are very thirsty. They have dry mouth, dry throat, dry skin, dry this, dry that. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the water molecule is not getting to their cells at all. They need some PCM, some protein carrier molecules, and symptometrists are, 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 are now helping people to produce this this uh, this. Uh, um, these are systems, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was all. Well, again, I thank you. You guys, you guys are a lifesaver on the earth right now. So I just thank you, and my hats is off, hats is off to you. No, no, thank you, thank you, thank too. you. Truly. Thank you, big brother. Peace. All right, peace. Next caller is from the nine seven three. Your microphone is wide open. Nine seven three three four zero. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Jason's mom. Oh, I'm the one he's talking about drinking all that water in the morning. 
<laughs> but don't you know that I've been doing it for over 40 years. Well. And I, I don't get colds. You'll never see me with a cold. I don't get sick. I don't use medication. I don't need. I had to prove that to the hospital the other day that I was still married to my husband. <laughs> because I don't get sick, so I don't go for any checkups or anything. That's good. I'm That's healthy. Good. I'm not overweight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a size 7, 8. I'm 60 years old. And okay. I have tremendous energy. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of fruits. I eat a lot of fruits. I juice. I drink a lot of vegetable juices, and I don't throw the fiber away. I eat the Good. fiber. Okay. But in the mornings when I wake up, Doc, all my body craves is water. That's correct. But it's hot water. <laughs> I don't drink cold water. I don't drink ice water. But but this is what we discussed earlier, that drinking uh, drinking hot water in the morning does you does your body a lot of good. No, well, that's why I don't get sick. That's why I, that's why I, I explained never earlier. taken an aspirin. That's, why I, that's what I explained earlier. But unfortunately, you were doing it without any science behind what you were doing. Tonight, exactly. you had the scientific... To her tonight, you had the scientific explanation. You see? Yes. <laughs> so continue to do, so continue to do what you are doing because what you are doing is scientific. Don't let anyone yes. tell you that oh, what you are doing is folklore. It's folklore. I am sorry. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them to come to you for more training. They should come to you for more training. Okay, Doc. I, I have to interject. I think I also heard that you say you juice. You're juicing? Yes, I juice a lot. And, you, and you're juicing raw? Raw fruits vegetables, and, fruits, yes. And you say you don't throw the fiber away? No, I don't. Uh, another way to look at this, see, the, the fiber that's in the vegetables um the body can't actually process. So okay. scientifically, scientifically, the the fiber that you don't throw away adds more work to your system. And even okay. though you don't, you're not, you haven't gotten sick, and you don't have to go to the hospital. You have to, you know, haven't been to see doctors in this, which is great. You have to be really careful, because as I was saying okay. earlier. Um, when the cells oftentimes take a long time, years, um, it's not until 80% of the artery is blocked that people often know that there's a problem. And 50% okay. of people that have a heart attack die with that first heart attack. But the, the mm-hmm. problem is the artery was getting occluded for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years or 60 years. So when you're juicing raw um, fruits and vegetables, like I was saying earlier, number one, raw um, fruits and vegetables have been um, taken away from their living environment and it's now dead food. It's it's got lots of mold. Okay. It's got lots of parasites and lots of electricity. But I'm strictly organic. And but that doesn't matter. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the mm-hmm. natural chemicals 
that we're exposed to every day come from the chemicals that are in that organic, whole, um, uh, uh, pure, raw fruits and vegetables that we eat. Plants have their own system of metabolism. It's separate from the way that human cells work. Plants have their own chemicals. Plants have their own cells. Plants have their own fiber. That's for plants. And and the way that we get, as a human, what we need from the plants is we actually cook the food. And that's what releases the nutrients, which for the most part are minerals, into the food that we're eating. So when you're when you're juicing raw fruits and, and vegetables and mixing them all together, yes, you're going to be getting energy because the plant does contain electrical energy just like the human runs electricity. But it's yes. like plugging your finger into a light socket. It's giving you a buzz, but it's not energy that's actually coming from the cells themselves. And if you're waking up in the morning wanting to drink water, which is, as you've been doing, as, as Dr. Nari just explained, the, the boiled water that's been cooled down, your cells are dry. Your cells are telling you that you've, they've been overworked. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that, that can be a significant problem for longevity. And what you're, it's ultimately, like I was saying earlier, too, it's, it's a choice. It's what you choose. There's no wrong or right about this. But I'm just pointing out that... Eating raw fruits and, and juicing fruits and vegetables raw is adding a tremendous burden to your body. Your body has to do a tremendous amount of work to, um, to get rid of the waste that's coming in in those raw fruits and vegetables. Okay. So, so, so blanch the vegetables? So blanch the vegetables? Yeah. And in, in general, we can talk, uh, you know, more about this to you individually, but in general, the vegetables have to be cooked until they are softened. There are some, okay. um, there are some vegetables that can't be um, detoxified no matter how long you cook them. And the book, uh, What to Consume, um, lists some vegetables. Yes, I have the book. Yes. Okay, that goes through what is the safest to consume. And, yes. um, but in general, cooking the food until it's soft is what actually reduces, in general, the toxicity. But even then, you have to go by the guidelines of what to consume um, to know, okay. you know, what's the safest. Okay. Thank you both. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. God bless. Thank you. God bless. You're welcome. Thank you. You know, Coach always like to come in with his simple, with, with his simple science. People, yes. Doctor Dr. Naughty won't always uh, say this all the time, but one of the greatest low down hustles <clears throat> is to tell you and make you think that everything organic is supposed to be a different type of food. Organic only means grown without pesticides. Chemicals. Doesn't mean yes. that mm-hmm. it's a, it. It um, it's a it's a better food, and you don't know. Just like the marijuana man, you don't know what he had to do. He may have needed to grow some food faster, and he said, "Well, I can go ahead and produce something because I've been growing this 
for three or four years, but now I got a daughter that's going to college and I need to get some extra food up here. And nobody comes back and checks behind him to see every year is he growing organic food. He's putting a sticker on it. The sticker is what makes it organic. I can go in Kroger, take it, take the sticker off of it, and put it in the bag and, and switch stickers and get it for the mm-hmm. regular price. So somebody, how do I know that when I get to Kroger or whatever the grocery store is that somebody's not just putting a sticker on there? So it, I call it the... the it's like a, a placebo hustle almost. And hustle's not a bad exactly. word, but it's a bad word mm-hmm. when you're using it wrong like that. So I don't want people to say, oh, well, you know, since it's organic, you know, I must be in good shape. Kale produces MSG naturally, whether it's organic or non-organic. So let's let's just, I, I, I just want to just uh, interject that thought so we don't get uh, hung up on the word organic and because organic don't mean safe organic means pesticide